This is CAA On Air. Welcome to uh, another edition of CIA On Air, the podcast from the Civil Aviation Authority. I'm Jonathan Nicholson, Assistant Director of Communications here at CIA, and today we've got a bit of an innovation theme. So uh, our innovation team has uh, been up and running for a while now, um, primarily looking at how we can help startups, tech, new people come into aviation with interesting ideas and help them to develop that. Uh, and I'm pleased to say we're joined by one of the team this morning, Angela Lynch. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. And uh, we're going to talk about social licences today. Now, um, uh, the team has just uh, published a, a paper on social licences. Um, and Angela, well, for those of people who don't know what a social licence is, what, what exactly are we talking about? Okay. Um, the social licence is not a new concept, but that said, um, you're right, it's still not um, entirely recognised across across the, the public. Essentially, what we're talking about is a social licence being the trust and validation that a company receives from the public and its stakeholders who are telling it that they have faith in its services and business practices and the way that the company conducts itself. It's, if you like, a a sort of figurative badge of approval that needs to be earned on an ongoing basis. Right, so that makes sense. So, in in um, in the field we're working on in innovation, an example could be uh, somebody wants to do something like um, drone flying taxis. Take for example, um, what we're saying is to these to these people, these companies that we're working with. Yes, we can help you with the the safety side, the regulatory side um, from an aviation perspective. But if you're going to make a success of these kinds of things, you need the public buy-in as well. Is that what we're saying? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the the regulatory process is is important, um, but you also need to think bigger picture and you need to think what ultimately you can do as a company to stand the best chance of success with your products or services in the marketplace. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. And I, I think we'd probably see that across, you know, every part of, of industry and, and beyond, don't we, that, that deal with that. So what's what's some of the key things that you recommend that, that organizations look at as, as part of their social license? What do they when they're pulling it together, what what do we recommend that they do? Um, so, first of all, it, it's important to say that, that we don't have all the answers on this. I think the the best cases of social licences are ones that have been carefully adopted and developed by a company to suit their own environments. Um, so, we can't give you all the answers, but there are certainly some pieces of advice and guidance um, that, that innovators can take on board. So... If you're looking to obtain a social license, one of the, the key things for innovators to do is really get out of their own headspace. Um, they need to ask themselves, what is it that my stakeholders and the public really want to know about this service? And what are the issues or concerns that I can engage effectively on with them? Uh, it, it sounds a bit obvious, but when you're very passionate and personally invested in an idea, like most of the innovators we deal with, um, it can be quite hard to communicate clearly what it is that the stakeholder or the public will see as a result of your service. 
yes, I guess I guess we're saying people are so close to uh, to what they're doing and, and and so kind of involved in it that um, you can actually lose the the fact that there may be people out there that either don't understand or and we know traditionally that new tech people there is a there is a rule I can't remember what it's called but there is a, an economics rule that says with new tech if people introduce it it takes a while before it gets public acceptance and and people have to try and move that that public perception as quickly as possible to make a success I guess absolutely um and you know this technology is is quite complicated as well so there's there's no expectation that that the public should be coming an expert themselves in this technology, uh, but you should be able to communicate very clearly what it is that they can use your product or service for. Uh, so that's, that's an initial thing that innovators can begin to think about. I'd say that it's also important for innovators using the social license concept to recognize that um, they need to demonstrate their commitment to engaging effectively over time. So society may not be won over by a single conversation. Uh, Social license isn't an activity that you can tick off a list, do once and it's done. It's more of an evolving, developing strategy. And you as a company or an innovator might have to actually prove that you've not only engaged or shared information but you've taken the feedback that you've gotten from the public on board and demonstrate how you're actually using their views and interests to develop and improve your innovation further. And I guess from an aviation perspective, and we're talking about safety here, that's really important, isn't it? Because you can you can have an idea like a flying taxi or drone delivery or drone inspection and actually show in principle that, yes, it works, it serves a public benefit, um, it, it's, it's safe from a, um, a technological perspective, but you also need to, I guess, as, as you're evolving and introducing your technology, you need to, again, as you say, keep showing again and again and again that you're meeting the, the safety requirements and what you're doing is, is safe and valuable. Absolutely. And, you know, that doesn't happen overnight either. Uh, most of the popular services, be it transport services or uh, any other kind that we have now, uh, has taken time to build up. There's a precedent which can give people comfort in safety and also demonstrate its use. When we're talking about innovation and novel technology, we don't have any public precedent. So it's all about building that evidence and demonstrating it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. So I I guess the downsides to not doing it properly, as far as the social license is concerned, can be quite extreme. Yes. um, I mean, failure to adapt this type of social license strategy, it can actually be as big a barrier to getting a new product or service onto the market as a regulatory delay or a practical complication. Um, You know, a company may find itself having to move resources to defend its practices or operations if there's this negative perception built up um, or to to sort of battle against misunderstandings if it doesn't start early enough to try and counter that with the social license concept. 
Yeah. Okay. I absolutely see that. Um, so it definitely it makes common sense that they do it. It makes good sense that we're helping them to do that. Um, as part of the work, did we, or have we given any examples of, of good or bad practice for this? Um, yeah, so, so we have. Uh, one thing I'd say just about the, the raising good and bad examples, unfortunately, this is probably an area where it's often easier to pick up the bad examples sure. than the good. Um, so, you know, we, we have seen sort of some of the, the bad examples where a company has allegedly failed to protect its environment or where there might be some something's come to light about unethical business practices, and I think we, we've all we're all aware of cases um, where that has proved damaging to a business. Um, what we've done in our publication is we've concentrated on a couple of positive examples. Uh, so, in the guide, we include an example taken from the aviation sector as well. We have an example there of a company in New Zealand that's in the process of developing an aircraft under the theme of urban air mobility or air taxis, as you say. Um, This company in particular was very quick to begin engaging with stakeholders on the ground. Uh, They worked hard to understand what the issues and concerns of the local communities were, as well as sort of what the the existing community really cared about in terms of of working needs and um, as a society, how it ticked. Um, And the result really is that they're continuing to build this multi a mutually beneficial relationship with its local communities. And I guess that's that's not just about listening, that's about acting as well, isn't it? So a consultation and, and, and that outreach and engagement is only as good as then what you do afterwards. Absolutely. And um, it's also important to remember that a social licence can be lost as well as gained. So it's, as you say, very important to keep reviewing what you're doing, to keep considering how um, your actions or your company's actions are affecting the communities and to really listen and react when you get that input in as well. Yeah, that's a really good point. So you, you've got to be in for the long term. And, and I think, you know, we, we've, we've said it already, but some of the things that, that you guys in the innovation team are dealing with a, a few years ago would have been quite out there, but now uh, are, are sort of reaching the, the, the stage where people are actively testing these kinds of things. And, you know, we, we're not so far away from having a lot of these things actually being seen and active in, in the UK. So, you know, the work has to start or, or really from the very early stages to make sure that even when you're testing these things, you have that acceptance. Yeah, that is absolutely key. And actually, an example um, that we've seen recently closer from home may illustrate that point. So um, a couple of months ago, we saw a UK based um, aircraft designer also under the sort of air mobility aircraft uh, sector. Um, the company displayed its latest prototype at Canary Wharf in London. It invited members of the public to come and look at it, touch it, um, ask their questions about the innovation and the company, sort of all helping to build um, a degree of familiarity. And this is, you know, still in a very early stage for the company in terms of developing it, its end products and services. 
yeah absolutely makes sense and you know for some people these things will will look as if they've come out of a sci-fi film you know but but they do need to 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 get people absolutely to... yeah and some of them do <laughs> <laughs> and they're probably made to look that way to be honest but uh, yes i can see why they would um it, it goes both ways doesn't it to some people that will be really interesting and really exciting and to others it will be I'm really not sure about this. And, and I guess the social license side is as much encouraging the people that, that will uh, initially be active supporters and also getting to the people who may well be nervous. Yeah, absolutely. And that's when it comes to a social license, individuals can wield huge amount of power, but also, um, you know, larger societal issues are just as important um, you know about the environment or or something similar as well. So you really do need to uh, be very clever and agile in the way that that you um, demonstrate these activities and strive for your your license there. And would we expect this social license to? So we've we've spoken a lot about almost outreach directly to the the general public but does it also include going out to governments public bodies local authorities presumably to get those people involved and on side as well yes yeah absolutely i think all of that comes into understanding the environment um and the ecosystem and the social the social factors um, in the environment where you want to to set up your business essentially and and are we primarily looking for now at things like urban air mobility for for this or in the future do we do we see the the need for these social licenses in other areas that we might work in so urban air mobility works as a very good example because it is something that's rapidly changing it's highly innovative and it's incredibly new um so getting society on board there i think is absolutely key but you're absolutely right it's not the only area um in terms of aviation itself there's there's pretty much always a high level of innovation. So I would say that the social license concept works for both new and existing companies and in, in aviation. Uh, no company should really be, be ignoring the, the chance to get the, the public aware and on board and to <coughs> develop their services um, on the base of this. Um, a lot of innovations in the aviation sector. We also have seen um, they receive a high level of public scrutiny. So a social license can be used to address some of the top concerns that have emerged. Uh, Probably a good example of this would be with the use of drones. Um, We are seeing huge numbers of applications and case uses for drones. Understandably, this has given risen to questions about the societal or environmental changes that some of these services might have. Uh, Engaging openly and honestly with the public and with stakeholders on this, um, as well as having the innovators consider how their practices and business decisions will help address concerns such as noise, um, will be key in, in the success of a lot of these innovations, a lot of these drone use cases as well. 
Yeah, I can I can see that definitely. It's a big area that that um, uh, everybody involved needs to do more on to get society to to buy into. I think and and see the benefits. And I guess it, you know it goes it goes as you say it goes into everything we do. So if you're talking about artificial intelligence in air traffic control, to a lot of people that. Uh, on face value they might be slightly suspicious of that so uh, yeah there's lots of those areas as yeah. you say aviation is is a key one where we need to keep pushing it absolutely autonomous vehicles and autonomous aircraft as well is a, another key area mm, all makes sense so is there anything that um you think is is sort of like if you if you were speaking to an innovator now about their social license work what's the one thing that you would say to them they absolutely have to do i think my answer on that one is is you have to think about it now yeah <laughs> so don't delay um don't don't consider the social license as something you do at the end to roll out your product. You should consider it part of your core business strategy. It should evolve and live alongside the development of your products. Um, And that really is the best way to help you get into the right place for standing every chance of having a successful product that makes it to the marketplace and makes you a lot of profit. That sounds excellent advice to me. Thank you, Angela. That sounds really good. So um, if people want to see this, uh, the paper is uh, on our website. You can see it at www.caa.co.uk forward slash CAP1900. As usual, any comments or questions to CAA on air at caa.co.uk. Thank you very much, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. This is CAA On Air.